Welcome back to Get Back Up Show. Uh, today's interview is an interview that I did from PodFest uh, 2019 in Orlando. Uh, PodFest is, was a uh, podcasting convention or expo uh, down in Florida for uh, the whole country, and they're actually uh, pretty international too even. Um, but this was a, an interview that we did, that I did with, uh, his name is Tom Sylvester. And Tom and his wife Ariana are uh, life coaches. Um, they help people uh, start companies that that gives them you know that that life that they've been craving for you know for however long. Um, but their company is called uh, Lifestyle Builders. Um, they also have a podcast called Lifestyle Builders, and then uh, they are coming out with a book soon called Lifestyle Builders. So uh, this interview is really, really fun. Uh, I got to know Tom really well throughout throughout the weekend there, and uh, he's, you know, become a pretty good connection for me. Um, you know, somebody I can ask questions um, to or anything like that, just somebody that I can just go to for help. So um, I think you guys will really enjoy this. We have really good conversation getting into some pretty interesting topics. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Sylvester here with uh, Lifestyle Builder. Um, Tom, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. It'll be fun. Um, we're meeting a lot of people here at, at PodFest 2019, this is, which is where we're actually recording this, uh, down in Orlando, Florida. And this is the first day of, what, three days? Is that right? Three days, yep. Three days. So um, I met Tom just through the Facebook group. That's how we met, um, through PodFest 2019. And, and he agreed to come on and talk, and we had a good conversation beforehand. But now we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty of, uh, of the business and entrepreneur side of, of, of what he does. So, Tom, if you could kind of go into what Lifestyle Builder is and, and what you guys do. Yeah, so essentially what we do now is we help people figure out you know, what they really want their life to look like and then ultimately build a path to get there through entrepreneurship and building a business. And we really didn't even plan on starting out this way. Uh, it all started really with my wife and I, as we were graduating college, I was looking ahead and, you know, college was a great four years. And then I said, you know, I don't like the path I see, which is like 45 years of, in my case, I was a software developer sitting in a cubicle working with a computer. It wasn't what I wanted to have happen. And so just out of nowhere, I said, you know, I want to retire by 35. Now, I have no idea how I'm going to make this happen. My wife, that who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, oh, this is just another one of your crazy ideas. But uh, it, it wasn't. I set out to make it happen. So I basically tried a whole bunch of businesses, made a lot of big issues. Like one we can talk about is I, I spent $7,500 on a credit card for a training, for a real estate training, um, without telling her about nine months before our wedding. And so, gotcha. so you, we, we, we can kind of come back to that because that was a big one. But um, ultimately what happened was I just kept trying different businesses, learning as much as I can, trying it. A bunch of stuff failed. But ultimately, we were able to build uh, three different businesses, and then ultimately, we were both able to leave our jobs. 
And when we did that, we had people actually reaching out to us asking for help. So we had never planned on helping other entrepreneurs or other people, but uh, we saw there was a demand for that. And we saw that, you know, there was a lot of people like us that didn't want to be on that traditional path for 45 years, mm-hmm. but weren't sure like what their options were, how they could do something different. Perfect. So those three businesses that you talked about, were they all at once or were they kind of like stacked? No, they were stacked. Okay. And I would highly recommend if anyone's listening to this, you do them one at a time because one of the biggest failures I see people do is that they get what's called shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, especially you come to a conference like this and it's like, oh, somebody's talking about this. That's what I got to do. And then someone's <laughs> talking about this and that's what I got to do. And as you're splitting your focus, it makes it more difficult to move anything forward. So what we did was we started the real estate investing business first. We did that for, I think, like six years. Mm-hmm. We then saw an opportunity to open a wine and liquor store. Mm-hmm. So we ended up opening a wine and liquor store in one of our properties. Oh, cool. And then when I left my corporate business consulting job, uh, we had people reaching out looking for help to run their business. So we said, hey, we could actually start a third business helping people do what we've done. So each one was one at a time. Mm-hmm. And we're very intentional. When we set up a business, I always ask, how can I have this business run day to day without me being there? Right. So we usually do a lot of work at the beginning. We're kind of wearing all the hats. But as time goes on, we're putting systems in place and people in place so that we can step away and have the freedom while getting the benefits of owning the business. Very cool. So did you continue the businesses after you – so like from from the real estate business to the liquor store to the consulting, do you keep all three as you – Yep. As you continued? Yep. So, you know, we have some people that, you know, they build a business and then they want to sell it and get a payday. Uh, the way we look at it is each business is an income stream. Mm-hmm. And so we still have all those businesses. And essentially, they're each bringing us money in every month, which is what we want. And now we're diversified. So we have money coming in from multiple sources. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we actually started in real estate in 2007, 2008 when like the market crashed. Right. And one of the reasons I diversified was because I was like, I don't want to be just in real estate, have something like that happen again. So we built each of these income streams so that we could have them all flowing to us. And if something happened to one, the other ones could still be flowing. Okay. Now I have a question about the real estate stuff because I, I'm, I love that, that sector. I think it's really interesting. Um, so what made you... St- what made you get into that? Like what, what made you see that that was an opportunity? Yeah. So I actually didn't start with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got out of school, I started looking at successful people and I said, well, what is it that they do that help them become wealthy? And so I looked at like the stock market and I noticed two things. One, um, there's a lot to this and I couldn't figure it out. And two, you typically need money to make money. And I was a broke college student. We had had like 70,000 in student loan debt. And I didn't necessarily have money sitting on the side just to invest in the stock market. Right. Uh, I then tried like multi-level marketing, some different stuff. And ultimately, uh, reading a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which a lot of people have read, kind of clued me into into real estate. So uh, I put a plan on the table with my wife and I said, hey, we're renting an apartment. What if we bought a duplex, Mm -hmm. we live in one half and we rent the other half out and we'll basically live rent free. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I'm like, this is it. And she shut that down completely. (laughs) (laughs) And then so um, ultimately I ended up uh, hearing an advertisement for a real estate training. I ended up going to that. I spent all the money on the credit card. Right. Uh, By the way, it was like two credit cards because we didn't even have enough credit on one (laughs) card to buy that. Um, they were high interest credit cards. Uh-huh. And when I finally told her that I did that, you know, we had to have a heart to heart to really say, okay, well, one, we're supposed to get married in nine months. Like, what are you doing? And then uh, what we ultimately came out with was, well, 
I spent that money. Now I got to go make it work so I can pay it back. Right. And so that's how we got started in real estate investing, and then it just built from there. Cool. Did you enjoy the real estate side of it? I did. Um, one of the things I ended up doing early on was my father actually has a construction background. Mm -hmm. So I actually went to him and said, you know, hey, do you want to partner on this? I can handle the acquisition, all the business side, mm -hmm. if you want to handle the renovation and management side. Right. So that ended up working out well for us. And, you know, a lot of people hear this story and they're like, well, Tom, of course you could do real estate because your father is in construction. And what I tell people is, you know, we all have unfair advantages. We all have things in our life or people we know that give us an advantage over somebody else. So what I would challenge people to do is look at your life and see what kind of unfair advantages you have that you can tap into. Mm -hmm. And um, even if, you know, your father is not into construction, that's a task that you can hire out. Right. And that's the important thing about building businesses is you don't want to be the person doing all the things. You want to put a system together with people and processes that allow that to be done without you having to pick up a hammer or pick up a paintbrush. Right. So what would you... Some advice, I guess, that I can ask you for a lot of people. So I know a lot of people that do listen to my podcast are younger, you know, uh, millennial-ish uh, new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, so if you, if they are people that have, you know, the, you know, $70,000 in, in debt, and, you know, student loans and, you know, they graduated college and they have this job, but they're just not totally fulfilled with it. Um, what's some advice that you would give those people into, um, maybe starting to try to figure out that income where they can then transition from their full-time job to what they actually want to do? Absolutely. So uh, we actually have a book coming out this year called Lifestyle Builders, and it's uh, really our like 12 plus years of doing business and the process that we help people with now. And the first step of that process is figuring out what you want your life to look like. So, you know, we're all at the point we're at now. We've got some ambition in the future. And once you get clear on that, you can build a roadmap to get there. Mm -hmm. The second piece of that is then understanding what we call your freedom number. Mm -hmm. So this is how much money does your business or do your income sources have to pay you to allow you to leave a job and now your income exceeds your expenses and you essentially then have freedom. Right. Uh, so when you then figure out what that number is, now what you can do is reverse engineer it and build a business that'll give you that. Okay. So a quick rule of thumb, let's say for example, you needed to bring home $5,000 a month to cover all your expenses. Okay. A quick rule of thumb is if you double that number, your business probably has to bring home $10,000 a month so that you can pay yourself half of it, mm -hmm. and then the rest of it will go to paying your taxes and then paying your operating expenses for running the business. Sure. So now, just with some quick math, you can say, okay, now I've got to figure out or model a business that will bring me 10000 so I can take 5000 Gotcha. Now, once you've got that in place, now you're just going out and executing and doing the things you need to do to prove that the business will actually pay you that, mm -hmm. and then you go from there. So it sounds a lot easier as I describe it, right. but basically when you're intentional about what it needs to look like, then it's easier to put the pieces in place and make sure that at the end of it, it's actually going to serve your goal and what you need. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of a quote I just heard uh, June talk about, and he said, Business is simple, but it's not easy. I love that. We actually, I, I think we actually have that in our book yep. because what we tell people is like we take them through a six-step process. First, figure out what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. Then figure out your personal finances, where you're at. You know, if you have debt, how that plays in, how you're going to pay that off. 
Then you gotta test your business idea. You gotta set your business up so it can scale without mm-hmm. taking more of your time. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, you're gonna be able to ultimately leave a job and you know keep building your business. Mm-hmm. But our last chapter is all about self sabotage. Oh. And what we tell people is that you know this is simple. Like we just gave you the roadmap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's easy. There's mm-hmm. ups and downs. Like we've we've made so many mistakes as we built our businesses. Um, you know, we actually went back and counted a bunch of them. And I mean, we've lost tens of thousands of dollars from these mistakes. But the key was the mistake happened. We learned from it. Mm-hmm. And then we adjusted and kept going forward. Right. So if we would have stopped, like if, if I spent that money on the credit card and then I said, you know, well, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to do it anymore. This story would look very different and right. it wouldn't be positive. But I said, you know what? I, I made that mistake. I learned from it. Now let me go and move forward from there. Cool. I like that. So going back to then the mistakes so say you make you know this big mistake that you, that you see what is how does oh gosh what mindset do you, would you need then to get over that mistake and then to move on and then i guess learn from it and grow from it yeah well first i think it's just acknowledging and accepting that we all make mistakes mm-hmm. and you know there's not many mistakes that we can't come back from. So first is I think, you know, having go easy on ourselves and realize that everyone else does it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go look at any successful person, they have so many mistakes in their past, but why they're successful is they were able to learn from that and move past it. The second thing is learning from it. Mm -hmm. And this really takes, you know, asking the question, like, why did this happen? And what do I have to do differently in the future to not repeat that? Right. You know, and then third, what I always tell people is build a support system around you. Because, like, you know, life is hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, For us, when we had kids and became parents, that was hard. Building a business is hard. But the reason we were able to get through that is because we had a support network to help lift us up and guide us. And we had mentors that helped us go through a lot of those challenges as they came up. Cool. I really like that. <laughs> so your book that you have coming out, uh, what's it called? So it's called Lifestyle Builders. Okay. Uh, build your business, quit your job, and live your ideal life. So <laughs> for all for all those people out there that, that have that mindset, that, that really just, they want to quit their job. They have that 40-hour week job, you know, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday job. And then on the side, they're doing their side hustle. So from, you know, from 6 p.m. until 10, 11, midnight, they do their side hustles. What, what's, what's some advice you can give them maybe to, to try to balance both of those, to be able to still, you know, put your effort into your full-time job so you don't, so you're not, you know, letting the company down, but then also building yourself up in your own brand. Absolutely. Well, one of the first things we always tell people is that, you know, balance is this unachievable goal. And I think we set ourselves up for failure when we try to have balance. So what we talk about is integration. And that means that all the areas of your life are going to be integrated. And what that means is that certain times, you know, you're going to be maybe spending more time with your business or, you know, for example, when we had kids, we ended up spending more time with our family. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be integrated and it's going to kind of shift and be fluid as time goes on. But, um, first thing is figure out what you want things to look like in the future so be intentional about where you're going Mm -hmm. but to actually help make it work what we always have people do is to track their time for a week every half hour mark down what you're doing Mm -hmm. and at the end of the week analyze that how much time is going to personal how much time is going to your job and then how much is left over for business Mm -hmm. and one of the things you can do is say you know are there certain things that I want to stop doing to give myself more time Um, Or the things that I want to do less of. 
because what we want to do is create space both in terms of time we have to work on our business and then even financially create some space to have some money to invest in our business. So if we can do that, then with the time and money you have available, you want to be very intentional and you want to start having your business, whatever that's going to be, produce money for you as quick as possible. Because until that business is producing money, you can be doing a whole bunch of work but it's not necessarily getting you closer to your goal. When somebody pays you money, that means that you've found the right person that has a problem, you've explained the problem enough that they understand it, Mm -hmm. you then created the right solution, they believe your solution can solve their problem, and they believe it enough that they're willing to give you money for that. So when you get all those pieces aligned, and that that first customer is your hardest sale, Yes. but when you get that all aligned, now you say, this works, I just have to go find more people like that, and that's how you build a business. Perfect. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? <laughs> what do we say? Simple, but, <laughs> simple not easy, but not easy. Right? So the process is simple, <laughs> but this is where a lot of people then struggle because they get in and the first time they talk to somebody, the great idea they had for a business mm-hmm. is different than what the customer said they needed. Right. So now they're like, well, the idea is not working or this person's not paying. Like, what do I do? And that's where early on, there's a lot of shifts and adjustments. And that's where having mentors and coaches and people that have been there to guide you mm-hmm. help you get through that and then give you some ideas and motivation to say keep going with it you might have to pivot this you might have to adjust it but eventually you'll get all the puzzle pieces coming together right. and somebody will give you money is there times where you almost have to sacrifice something to maybe um cater more towards your audience if maybe a personal choice or like a personal think you think something looks really great on to yourself but maybe the audience doesn't is that something you have to sacrifice sometimes absolutely i think one of the things you have to do which is tough is i call it get over your ego Mm -hmm. so there was a time where i had success in real estate and then i thought well i can do this myself i built one successful business but i ended up delaying some of my success for years because rather than asking for help i thought i knew it all Or a lot of times we'll come up with what we think is a great idea and we'll ignore what our audience is saying Mm -hmm. and just keep pushing our idea forward and it doesn't work. So one of the biggest things I say is, you know, it's not about you. It's about your audience or your customer. And if you really take the mindset of I want to serve this group of people and I want to help them solve their problem, you become less attached to the solution you created Mm -hmm. and you become more attached to helping those people. When you show up that way, that's what—that's the mindset that helps you build a successful business. Perfect. Man, I love that. That's awesome. Um, so you are speaking here at PodFest. Mm-hmm. What, when is that? Is that Saturday, you said? So it's yep Saturday at 11. Okay. What and, are you speaking on? Yeah, we're speaking on using social media to really grow your podcast, your audience, and get people back engaged with you. And, you know, this is a big challenge for a lot of people that use um content to market their business Mm -hmm. because they spend a lot of time creating something like a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel and then they don't realize that the creating the content is actually the easy part. Mm -hmm. It's now how do I get it out in front of all of the right people Mm -hmm. and not only get them to engage but to get them move down the pipeline and closer to becoming a customer with us. Um, would, would you say that having people engaging onto your content is prob- is that beneficial to creating more content? Absolutely. You know, because when you first go to create content, you almost have to try a bunch of different stuff out. And just like you said earlier, see what your audience engages with and likes mm-hmm. and then create more of that. So 
the, the key thing here is you want to understand the vision and the goal of your business mm-hmm. and then align that with what your audience is looking for. Mm-hmm. And when you get those two things aligned, that's when things work out really well. Gotcha. So what if you ever get to a spot where you are kind of stuck with content? You know, you're not, you don't really have uh, anything new. Is there, is there a way to filter back old content, maybe go through it again? Yeah, you can definitely filter old content. Um, my my secret trick whenever I get stuck is to go talk to customers. Okay. Go talk to existing customers, go talk to past customers. Because here's the thing, especially when people have given you money, they saw value in what you did at one point. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to them about like, hey, how are things going now? What current challenges are you facing? What would make your life easier? They're going to give you new ideas for content to create, for products to create, for solutions that they need. And so much of the content I create today is just kind of day-to-day of what's going on in my business. So I might have a coaching call, and on that call, a customer is struggling with five different things. So then those five things become content for sharing on social media platforms. It might be a topic for a a podcast, because if one customer is struggling with that, there's a whole bunch of other ones that are as well. So I try to create less content today and instead just document and observe what's going on Mm -hmm. and then use that to share lessons learned with people. Cool. So there's a new thing that I'm trying. Uh, I'm going to start with you. So bear Beautiful. with me. I love new bear, things. Bear with me. There, there's something new that I wanted to try in this podcast. And my co-host, Horace, who who was not able to come with me to PodFest, unfortunately. But um, we both have talked about this. And, and there's something we wanted to try where we ask the same question at the end of an interview to every person. Um, and since we are trying to get into the more of the humanizing factor of, of entrepreneurship and people in general... Um, I think this is kind of a good a good question to end on. So it's kind of a double, it's a two-parter. So first is, what is the most recent mistake that you have made in your in your, in your business? And then how did you, uh, or what is your next win following that mistake? Absolutely. So uh, my wife and I partner on all three of our businesses. Mm-hmm. And she calls herself the accidental entrepreneur because she never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then essentially I just kind of sucked her in, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And um, <laughs> so she actually just came off of a five-month hiatus where she was getting a little bit burnt out. So she stepped away from the businesses and really just focused on, um, you know, going back to the gym, hanging out with friends, incorporating more hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so when she was coming back into the business, me, the, the entrepreneur, was always going like a mile a minute. Um, I didn't transition her back in slowly. Mm. She was like, okay, I'm ready for the business. And I'm like, here's all these things we're going to do. <laughs> and so that, that immediately overwhelmed her sure. and then just made it a challenge for us because I was so excited for her to jump back in that I didn't ease that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some tough conversations there about like, you know, is this a good time? Like, those aren't things I want to be doing. So the win that came out of that was when I realized that, you know, this wasn't going well, I took a step back and I said, you know, what what makes this a winning situation for you? Like, what does this have to look like? And when she laid out the roles that she wanted to do, then we basically came back and said, well, here's everything that needs to be done. You pick the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then for the remaining stuff, I'll pick what I want to do. And what neither of us want to do, mm-hmm. we're going to hire out to a team member. Perfect. So it was taking that step back when I realized that I had done something that wasn't jibing recognizing and kind of seeing what the problem was mm-hmm. and then coming up with a solution that made everybody in the situation win. That's awesome. I have one more quick question about that because it made me think of something else. So when you find a strength that you have and then does I'm sure your wife has different strengths than you do, does that something that you both are pretty good at at 
splitting off to your strengths? So we're much better now. Yeah. We were terrible at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if if you kind of meet my wife and I, we're complete opposites. <laughs> and that was a big challenge in the business at first because what we found out after doing like a bunch of personality tests was that I'm a visionary. I'm a big mm-hmm. picture thinker. And I don't do really good with the details. Mm-hmm. She, on the other hand, is really good with the details, mm-hmm. but she struggles with some of the big picture thinking. So where initially we th- found that is a big challenge because we're always butting heads. Mm-hmm. When we acknowledge that, what we then started to say was, well, these are the roles that we each naturally fit into. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that when I'm doing a big picture thinking, I actually need her to ask about the details because it's not stuff I think about. Mm-hmm. And there's times where she'll get so stuck in the details and I'll be like, well, let's bring it back and make sure this is still getting us to our overall goal. Right. So it's definitely a very intentional thing that we've had to work on. But when you realize where you play well and where you don't, and then you surround yourself by other people that fill that gap, mm-hmm. it makes everything so much easier. Cool. And I love that. That's sweet. All right, well, Tom, thank you so much for coming on. Um, is there anywhere where people can uh, contact you or follow you or get in contact with you if you if they need anything from you? Absolutely. So we're on most social media platforms, mm-hmm. but our home base is TomAndAriana.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on the website, you can find our podcast. Uh, you can find the book that's coming out um, online in July of 2019 and then in bookstores uh, in October of 2019. So TomAndAriana.com is our home base. You can get everything else from there. Very cool. Lifestyle Builder. Lifestyle Builders. Very cool. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Tom. All right. Thank you. dot com